0: Too.
1: Okay, and so Jack, we talked about the fact that the year is currently 1619 in Glorantha. Oh, that's a good year. So you guys are about 17 years old, so even though in the original uh, RuneQuest thing, you I think you were born in 1604, for the purposes of this adventure, if you're 17, you're born in 1602. Got it. Just not a big deal, but just...
0: Just, I know that I'm 17.
1: Right. So this is a uh, a RuneQuest fifth edition adventure. It's uh using the six seasons of Sartar uh campaign setting. So the premise of this is that you guys are members of the clan of the Haraborn, which is the thirteenth clan of the Kolomar tribe of Sartar. So you're kind of a a more isolated clan. Uh you, you live in an area called the Vale. Um and you guys are kind of at this point this is still where the Lunar Empire is occupying the Sartar kingdom and they're they're struggling to keep control over it because there's a lot of rebels and the uh Sartarites don't like the lunars. The lunars mm-hmm. worship the Red Moon and Chaos and the Sartarites worship Orlanth and Arnalda, uh which is more air and or earth and and, and air, so Um, the two cultures really clash with each other. So there's a lot of insurgency and resistance fighting, but a lot of that has not affected the Hariborn because your clan is so isolated in the Vale. There's a map I have up on the screen that kind of shows uh, the layout of the Vale. Each of those little squares is one of the steads where the cattlemen live, and there's uh, 12 of those steads. And then there's other areas that aren't marked on that map where the, the Katars, the, the Herder people basically live, the Katars. And, uh, and then you'll notice there's the village and the hall. And the village is kind of where the Thanes and most of the leadership of the, the clan lives. And the hall is obviously the Chieftain's Hall. So the, uh, basically this clan is big into uh, the, the worship of the stag. The stag is kind of the, the, the spirit of this veil. And, uh, it's a big part of the religion of the clan. And, and so the, the, the wildlife, can you actually have kind of like a living animal God that lives in the valley? Uh, and so that's, he kind of lead, the, the black stag basically leads the animals. And then the chieftain, um, chieftain handles all the humans. In fact, when the chieftain has his clan meetings of his inner leaders, he has 12 members. The 13th member is the, uh, the Royal who shows up, who's actually a son of the black stag. He's a giant stag. So for important meetings, he will come to those meetings. Cool. So I like
0: you, the uh, topographical map looks very Yosemite Valley ish
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Or exactly. Or like, uh, what's the one in uh, Utah? Utah's got that one too.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, so, um, why don't we just go over our characters? You guys have three female characters, and three male characters. This, this, opening adventure is going to involve the male characters so uh mike why don't you talk about your character real quick and just kind of uh some of his strengths a little bit about him and what he's good at maybe what he's not so good at so
2: that's a real good question uh okay uh let do me you want uh, do you
1: want somebody else to go first while you look at your character sheet <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was filling in the numbers so I I'm, I'm still uh,
0: figuring them out.
1: Jack, Jack, why don't you go first?
0: Okay. Um, my guy Hang on a second let me move all my stuff around here. I am Hyortic. I'm a farmer. So I'm, uh, at least you know that's what my family does. Um I my elemental I am sort of 70% air. 40% earth, 20% fire and my rune affinities. Um, let's see. I have, I'm not particularly strong, but I have a fairly high dexterity, uh, you know, about average intelligence constitution size and my, but my power is fairly high. That's like magic stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty high. Um, my loyalties are probably very similar to everybody else's. The you know the, the hairborn Colmar, and Sardar. Uh I carry a broadsword. Let's see here. Uh, my rune affinities, my power rune affinities are. I am sort of high, you know, highish in fertility and harmony. And illusion and movement those are my strengths
1: yeah so if you're if you're high in fertility you're social sexually you know you're running after the girls a little bit um so a lot of times if you want to know what kind of character you have you can look at the descriptions that are in those runes, and those will kind of give you some direction as to where you're you know how that character is going to play based off his his affinities right
0: but I'm, my highest traits are in illusion and movement.
1: Yeah, illusion. So illusion is to distort strengths or fabricate untruths for one's own end or on behalf of others, or sometimes simply for the sake of doing so. Now, that doesn't mean that you're a liar. It might mean you're imaginative, but it depends on how strong the rune is, obviously. Right. So Ralph, you okay. do you want to talk about your character? I
3: was wondering... When you'd ask. So Vang is a herder yeah. who has a shadow cat that helps him herd the goats, right? It's goats, isn't it? It's uh, sheep. Sheep. Sheep yeah. goats. Sardarites Sartor-
1: oh. hate goats. I they think they're disgusting. Oh, right.
3: I forgot about that. So so it's sheep, which means that all of our New Zealand listeners will fit right. right in. The listenership just went up. That's right. Yes. Um, right. It, especially the sexy sheep,
0: right, And our Greek um, ones went down from yeah, all the, that, and, the it, anti-goat talk. The anti-goat talk, exactly.
3: Um, uh, Veng is tall. Um, he's a little bit clumsy. Um, he likes to stay out with the sheep and in the wild a lot. Um, he's, um, you know, passionate about the truth and about um, being forthright with people. He's. Um, you know, he's um, not pushing his push to talk. Um, you know, he's idealistic. Um, he's not very good with uh, with people. He's a little uh, so, bit of a lone shadow cat. A little bit of a lone shadow cat, that's right. Uh, but he's he's a little bit mercurial and uh, and a little bit um, – he's got a little bit of uh, mercurial in him. So he, he doesn't uh, – and he, he can be, you know, tend towards violent, unpredictable kind of stuff, you know, because as most Sardarites do.
1: Nice yeah, so shadow cats are are basically like lynxes that the uh, saterites use to herd like kind of the way they would use a sheep dog, something like that so.
0: Would you say that he's like sixty percent country and forty percent rock and roll?
3: I think it's something like that. Yes, in fact, he uh, might have an actual percentage.
0: He <laughs> might. I do.
3: I do actually have multiple percentages down. Uh, but that's. I'm not here to discuss percentages. I'm here to talk about me. That's right. uh, and uh, my shadow cat is uh, Uraloth, named after my um, my, my uh, grandmother, uh, who died at the, um, some fancy battle. That I'm looking up right now. Um, where was it? There it is at the Battle of Gizzy. Oh, Grizzly
1: Peak. I missed it. Hey, Grizzly Peak was a big one.
0: Oh, I think my uh, grandfather mm-hmm. survived that battle.
1: Oh, Hopper. Oh, so always got to top them. Yeah. That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, we
3: actually but, loved but, that but one. My, uh, my grandmother died um, defending the king and queen, uh, the Feather Horse Queen.
1: Oh, yeah. You have t- connections with the Feather Horse Queen.
3: That's right. I've got connections oh, with the Feather nice. Horse Queen. Yep. Uh, at least, kind of vaguely tenuous ones. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you and can't about... say
1: what's up. She, she'll pretend like she remembers you. Like that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, she might remember. Yeah, exactly. And that's about it. All right, Mike, you ready to go? We never should have put Mike on push to talk. That was a mistake.
3: Except we'd hear him eating. said his salad still?
4: Up oh,
1: he comes. He's not on push to talk. He liar. He's getting
0: his hummus and carrot sticks.
1: All right, so Mike's got a character uh, so he's got... named Andren, apparently. Yeah, Andren. He's a noble.
0: Andren? I think I used to take that. Uh, you know, to help, with, you know,
1: fertility futil- problems. ED? E- e- is that the ED lyric? <laughs> it's,
0: e- it's the new ED thing. That's I out. thought it was Android. to help you sleep. <laughs> Both, actually. Weird. Oh, boy. Antelope Valley is under siege.
1: Sorry. Yes, yeah, so he's got a character that's... Uh... I, don't how... I don't know what I'm going to say, but... He's related to the uh, chief priest of the clan, the Storm Voice of Orland Thunderous. I want to say it's his uncle.
0: A so storm he, Voice.
1: Yeah, he's the the chief Rune Priest for the clan. For that's Orland. just
0: a that's just a cool name. So he storm actually voice. lives.
1: So he lives in the village. He doesn't live with the rest of the farm people and cottage people.
2: Sorry, I dropped. I'm back.
1: Okay, so uh, we were just talking about your character. How is he? Let's, let's hear about it. How is he? You tell us.
2: Andrin, son of Savan, the Storm Priest. Okay, I'm 17 years old. Um, I, uh, I have an affinity towards the air rune and, uh, and then fire and then earth lastly. But I, I'm strong with family and, and with Herborn, uh with the Kalimar, and, and, of course, Olanth, uh, of course. Um, I despise, I hate the Lunar Empire. Yes. I, As have we three, all do. I have three pet dogs that just... Squeaky toys? ...in yes. here with squeaky... Yes. And uh, they love squeaky toys. Uh, I do carry a broadsword. I've used a broadsword. I feel uh, strongest with it in my hand. I, I, my mother was a noble, and that's who I took after Uh, My father, of course, uh, the storm priest. I I feel that's going to get me farther in town, in the village, than other people. So uh, I I know my stag tattoo is coming soon. Uh, I've already drawn it out as to what it's going to look like. And and, uh, everyone is, uh, I'm sure, going to bow to me one day.
1: Wow. Okay. That's good. All right. So let's see. So you guys all basically grew up with each other. So you, even though you're in different like uh, ec- economic statuses, maybe within the clan, especially when you're younger, everybody kind of plays together. There's really only about six or seven boys. Uh, there's about seven boys your age right now in the clan. So you guys would kind of come up together anyway, um, playing together. There, there's not really that kind of stratification within the clans where like you can't play with this guy or you can't be friends with him because of you know who he is so you are getting ready for a big day if the gm can get to that page let's see so um in 1619 the beginning of the sea season you guys have like the first day that's really a warm day of the year uh the sky in the veil is filled with haze and the earth is starting to thaw um, the sun's light's getting a ho- ho- little hotter um, and it's it's plow blessing day this is the high holy day of Barntar, son of orland and so basically they that you know that they're going to do a bull sacrifice and they're going to bless the seeds so all the men and the boys go to stag hill they're led by the clan chieftain Gordanger, son of kenstrel and his brother who is also uh, andrin's father savan the chief priest and they have long Bellow, a prize-winning bull selected in a competition during sacred time. So this is like a really good bull they're going to bring.
2: I helped choose that bull.
1: Good. All right. The, uh, all the males in the clan are falling behind. Uh, they've got drums. They're playing bagpipes. They climb the slopes of the hill with the chieftain and the priest leading the bull inside a circle of seven stones. Each is carved with a single rune, storm, truth, communication, harmony, man, disorder, and fate. And those runes uh, represent the light bringers who rescued the world from chaos. So, all you guys gather around in a circle. Uh, fathers stand behind their sons. Those of you who don't have fathers, like your tick, uh, you have an uncle who takes that place. Um, and even among the families, generally, um, people, like if you're living in a stead, you might call everyone you call everyone uncle or aunt, whether they're actually related to you, if they come from the same stead or same cottage as you. So they're chanting pre the priests are chanting prayers to Orlanth, and then a big wind rises. The scattered clouds pass over the face of the sun. The bull suddenly becomes docile, as if it's been lulled into sleep. The chieftain steps forward and slits its throat. The blood pours out. It's collected in waterproof sheepskin sacks one for each farmstead to the 12 farmsteads. And you know that these are later going to be used to consecrate the fields that the farmsteads use. So, let's see. So Vang, your father, Vadar, comes up behind you. As he, well, he's, he's got his hands on your shoulders, and the three of you are all kind of standing near each other. Um, and he says to you, "Cattle are the life of the clan, and a strong bull is most valuable of all. We are sacrificing all the cow cow belly he could belly he could fill with his seed in exchange for all the fields his blood will awaken. It is a great sacrifice; a clan without cattle is no clan. And you can see uh, away from where you are." The women and girls are marching to the uh, to a cave that's called the Riddle. Now, as opposed to the guys who are beating drums and blowing bagpipes, their women are marching off to the Riddle in complete silence. So, you guys kind of like heard about the, the stuff that they do, but like the Riddle is definitely an area that's for the women of the clan uh, for the worship of Rinalda. That's not something. Uh, a boy or a man in the clan would go to that's definitely the territory of the women once once you guys have completed your ceremony and once it seems that the women have done what they're going to do they all get together near the village at the first field the two groups come together and they've got a plow and a team of oxen and as the crowd watches the priestesses start spreading blessed seeds all over the ground they put the bull's blood on the plow and then the chieftain himself begins to plow the field himself so by the time he's finished, he's like soaking the sweat and then the games start. So basically it's like a ceremonial first plowing in the fields. So the, the games are kind of like feasting and all sorts of stuff. Um, there's unmarried men, unmarried women from other clans, visiting clans that are there who are kind of seeking husbands and, and the, the, like the men are there seeking, uh, seeking wives, women are there seeking husbands. There's a lot of mixing um. So they do have some games. They have like a competition that they're doing. And you guys notice one gal who's a little bit older who you haven't seen before. She looks particularly attractive. She she you've heard she might be from another clan, but she's staying at one of the steds. But now it's kind of time for your age group to start competing in in the races. So there's like a, a race that they do. So um, are you guys going to participate in the race? Absolutely. Yeah, it would probably be. Yes, bad I'm plan. going to win the race. So you guys are there. You guys go up to the the, the racing lines where they would start, and basically it's like one on one racing, kind of like a quarter mile straight quarter mile run. And what this is going to do, you're there. There's three other kids that are your age. There's Aventarl, who's a son of one of the Weapon Thanes. There's Often, who's a cottager's son, cotter son. And there's Daristan, who he comes from Whitebark. He's okay. You guys never really hung out with him that much. He's not really. You know the other two guys decently well. Uh, Daristan, you don't know that well. So um, basically, they're going to you're going to get matched up in races. This is going to be a good opportunity for you guys to, to practice doing the uh, ability results, like how to roll for abilities. I've got a handout. In, in the journals, that's called the ability results table. And if you click on that, you can bring it up, and that'll kind of give you an idea of what you can get. Um, for running, it's going to be your dex times five, it's going to be your base running ability.
3: I don't see any handouts in the journal section.
1: Yeah, neither um, do I. i make
0: sure I share sure that. Is the I, journal the journal section where the character sheets are? It's yeah. it's in that
1: same area. So I just I showed There I just loaded show. up right before this, but that should be helpful as far as figure out what your base skill is and what you need. So the way this works is this is going to be opposed of results, which means um, you have a percentage skill in this game. Everything for the uh, attempts like this is going to be percentile dice. Um, so if you and so if you're a 50 percent it's pretty simple if, if you get a 50 or less it's going to be successful you can get special results and this will show you generally a special result is going to be 20 percent of your skill and a critical result is five percent of your skill so you can see like if you're it's easy to look when you're hundred so 100 if you're 98 to 102 1 to 5 is a critical, 1 to 20 is a special, and 96 to zero zero is a fumble. Right. So when we do the uh, opposed rules, basically you're trying to get a – if you get a better result, like you get a – so the special result – success is good, special result is very good, critical result is excellent. So if you get a critical result and the other guy gets a special result, you win the race. If – You both succeed, but neither of you gets a special or critical result. The one who rolls the highest wins the race. And obviously if you fumble, people are going to laugh during the race. So who's going to step up first to race? I can do it. All right, so Heortix steps up first, and he's going to be facing off with Aventarl, the Weapon Thane's son okay so he's got a dex of uh, 12 so that gives him a skill of 60 at running
0: okay so i have a dex of 16
1: yes you're going to be really good (laughs) so that
2: gives you a skill of 80
1: yeah okay
2: yeah i was just looking at my cocky ass I'm not terrible decks.
1: <laughs> You'll be good
0: though. You know, you
1: I'm it, not maybe. very
0: strong. So feat's of strength, I may fall, I may fall a little short.
1: Alright, so I'm gonna roll for Aventarl for the running. Okay. Like I said, he's a sixty. He rolled a one. So We got a critical success. Let me just make Ouch. sure that's let me make sure that's not a broken there. Oh, you yeah. just rolled a right. one out of a hundred. Just rolled a two. Yeah. So he rolled a crit. Yeah, no, that's right.
0: You gotta be fucking kidding me. I gotta, I gotta go against a guy who rolls a one. Well,
1: well if, you roll a, if you roll like a two or a three, you'll probably beat him because you have a higher result. But you gotta get a crit to beat him.
0: <laughs> Terrific. You've got this. All right, so I need to roll R1D100.
1: Just click on the side. On the top left, there's dice. Just go to the D100 and press it. You know, that toolbar on the top left side. Ooh, that was almost really bad. Yeah, terrific. I wasn't going to be the guy who rolled a one. I was going to say his f- fumble is really high, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So uh, okay, so Jack, he, you guys took off. He just—you've never seen this guy run this fast ever. It was like he just really dug in and managed like to—he pulled it out from somewhere. And so he. Okay, he, that's
0: heat one. Can we do heat two
2: now? Nope,
1: there's no heat. <laughs> that's it. So now, who's going to go up next to run?
4: I
2: would like to see how uh, my nine decks can stand up against the next child.
1: So you're going to, you're going to volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> you get uh, often. Now, you know, often, and he's, he's a cotter. So he's a herder, but he's kind of always wanted to be something a little bit better. Like he's, he doesn't like being insulted about that or looked down on and made fun of for being a sheep herder. So he's kind of, and, and. Vang knows him because you guys were more herders. So, you know, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. It feels like he has something to prove.
3: We were herders together.
1: Yeah. So he's a 65. And what are you? 45 is what he is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I have really high intelligence. So if I I say to him. Okay. Listen. You don't understand how important it is to be a sheep herder. I know you think that people look down on you, but this is
1: a strong thing to be. Are you trying to orate, charm, fast talk? What skill are you using? Uh,
2: what would be the skill to put him off his
1: game? Well, I guess what you have that's good. Let's see what's that. Let's see. The other thing is water rune. I, I think when we were making the characters, I talked to you about certain things you can influence, uh, your abilities. Water rune helps with agility skills. So if any of you have any affinity with water rune, that's maybe something you could try to touch on as a like a passion or a, to improve your chances.
2: On um, the character sheet, where is orate and stuff like that? Oh, well, I see. Fast you, talk
1: communication. Okay. Yeah, you're actually good at orating. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I guess
1: orate, right? So you could give a speech at the beginning of at the very beginning of the race about how well you're going to do,
2: and and about how strong and important. A role he plays in the village in his current role. Oh, and,
1: oh see, okay,
2: yeah, okay. Like so I, I'm basically telling him that he is perfect where he is, and he doesn't need uh, to win this race. That he needs, we need the sheep. The village needs the sheep. This is important. I know you think that people make fun of you, but it's not true. What What's true is is what's in your heart. What's in your soul. You feel it.
1: How good, how, how good is your earth? Because you could earth is something you could use to actually try to increase your orate. It's not great. That's okay. like 20.
4: <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So your orate is 45. Yeah. So let's roll. Okay. Roll under 45 or less. Okay. Wow. Nice.
4: Okay. So
2: that means I get to use orate to help me win the race. Yes. Or does that mean
1: like do uh, I get a no, bonus? Yeah, no, this is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you use your orate skill as your race. And then okay. he'll, he'll roll his rate he'll roll his uh, dexterity skill okay. against your orate. All right. What is his Dex? He is uh thirteen.
2: So oh, he's he's been hard and cheap all his life. Yeah, I've been counting money. Oh.
1: Uh, he beat you. So he succeeded and you succeeded, but he succeeded, he had a higher role.
0: Come on, Andrew, and join me in
2: the
1: losers. bracket. So while, but that's a good example. This is just
2: the second to win, my friend.
1: That's
4: a good example of
1: where the skills are flexible, right? So where, yeah, you don't always have to use the skill I'm describing to, to compete, you know, to challenge someone. It's very important, especially in these tribal cultures like dancing, singing, talking, stuff like that. These are very important ways for people to interact with each other so uh, that was nice that was good and because you successfully orated Mm -hmm. you put a checkbox next to your orate skill oh hell yeah you'll be able to try to gain experience later on okay so click your checkbox next to your orate skill okay so now uh everyone's looking at vang and then i go up to the starting line and you are up against Daristan.
0: He's a pussy. You can take him.
1: <laughs> All right. So, uh, Daristan is looking like a. He's got a fourteen deck, so he's going to be a seventy. Ralph, do you have anything you want to throw in to try to improve your ability here? Or? I'm going to go with the, the water room. Okay. So, what's your water room percentage? Twenty. You're going to go for the go for the gusto. See if I could add to my my uh, my decks. Yeah, so let's just see if there's, let's go with the consequences of that. So, using a passion to improve your ability for, basically, you can use it uh, for one encounter. Passions. Sometimes you can have a negative impact if you fumble, right?
2: Yeah. So. I only had 20 in earth, but I had 70 in air. Would air have been a possibility or is air no. more for fighting?
1: Air, yeah. Basically, when you look under the runes, mm-hmm. uh, you know this is a manipulation or this is agility. So agility is water. Water influences it.
4: Oh,
3: yeah, I have zero, no
1: water. Yeah.
3: The, the classifications are a little wonky. Well, but water, is water is movement. Water is considered movement. I, I get that. But like air, you would think of speed or whatever, right? But it's it's different. In this game, which is fine.
1: It, it was all come they came up with a sweat lodge.
3: <laughs>
1: While they were on PCP, yeah. I understand.
0: Yeah. They're hallucinating. Yeah, exactly.
2: So. Maybe we should do that for the next session.
0: Just in the sweat lodge?
3: It, be in a sweat lodge or be on PCP? I'm, I'm unclear.
4: Yes.
0: Why not both?
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm just going to crank up the heat, and I'm going to buy something on the street in Van Nuys. We'll see what happens. I was, was going to say, <laughs> yeah.
3: sadly, I think the next session we're probably going to be the chicks, so I think you know that might not be appropriate. But good point.
0: I don't know. Who knows what they do in that cave? You never. Know. I guess.
3: I guess we'll find out. And we should probably get the PCP and the sweat lodge built just in case. Just, just prepping. Exactly. Put, put that it's, on the back burner. It's a contingency plan. Hmm.
1: I'm going to roll, and then let's see what happens. I was just going to tell you if it was something that might hurt you. Oh, here we go. Yeah, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, so a failure will subtract uh, 20% from all further rolls using that room until you can spend a day meditating on the room. I lied, I'm not doing that. That's why I wanted to check first. I don't think you want to reach into runes that you're not strong with, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's why I was trying to look because I thought there were some consequences there. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Ralph, what are your normal decks? It's seven. So it's thirty-five. Oh, he rolled ninety-five.
3: Okay. And I fail.
0: Yes. I, you didn't. I think you failed less. You, than yeah,
3: the other failed
1: dude, failed yeah. less. Let me just.
0: Yeah.
3: That wasn't a fumble for him.
1: Yeah. It wasn't a fumble. All right. Let me look if they both fail. Well, I would say that since he failed worse than you, you win. So. Judges agree. So you said yeah. you said he had it at fourteen. Yeah, he's a uh, 70.
3: Right, so technically...
1: Oh, did you fail worse?
3: Yeah, but
1: only if you like do the math. Okay, that's fine. So Ralph is out.
3: Yeah, but only by 1%. It was close. All
1: right. So are any of you guys left? <laughs> that's no. it. Okay. We all lost our race. Okay, so then it's going to be uh, Aventaral against Offen. and Aventarl beats often in the race. And then there is Daristan and Aventarl. and Daristan beats Aventarl. So Daristan's the winner. And so Daristan walks over to this, this, this new girl, this Rala and she is very cute. And so he goes over and he's proud. He gets, you know, they give him a trophy and he goes over there and he's showing her the trophy. And, uh, it looks like he's definitely trying to chatter up and you know that he's actually staying at the same uh you know he's staying at the same stead as her and so you know she's she seems mildly interested but she's not really she she's definitely older than you guys so when she's looking who who in the, group, she's a, who, in she's the group, a, who in the group is going to try to make some eyes at her see if I, they can attract her attention
0: i will i think i got some charisma going my way Okay. What's your what's your charisma?
1: I think he was talking about player charisma. <laughs>
0: Yo, my player charisma? Oh. Uh, yeah, hang on some-
2: I mean, I know Evil Jack's a charismatic motherfucker.
1: No, I'm oh, just man. saying but among you guys. It's
2: actually not it's actually not as high as that. Like I you thought. guys Never are looking mind.
1: over it or talking to each other like his voice. Or is one of you gonna try to like you're seeing like uh, Daristan is putting it on with her, like trying to really impress her, being a show off, and she's kind of looking at him like he's kind of immature. But you guys are kind of pissed because you got eliminated from the races. Early. <laughs>
2: what's <laughs> what's but, Daristan's father do?
1: He is a just a farmer. He works at one of the steads.
0: Well, I'm a farmer. I can. I mean, not I
1: just a farmer. Everyone pulls their weight in the clan. That's right. It's so you, like it's like communism. So you guys can decide. It's a kibbutz, right? That's what it is, yes.
0: right? Um, well, okay, my or rate isn't terrific. Uh, my sing is. I, I mean, I'll why not? I'll, uh, I'll 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 give it a try. I mean, Christmas only twelve, but, but you, you know. guys
1: are fine with with uh, your tech being the one. But you guys can talk amongst yourselves as to who, in character and decide who you want to have go over there.
0: Okay, who's okay? Um, was it Andron who had the high or rate? Yes, I am a good speaker. Well, Andrew, I, I am also. Uh, Andrew, why don't you listen? Certainly, you're more charming than that oaf. Why don't you go over there and talk to her? He is an oaf. He, uh, 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 m- my father, my my father is the is the storm priest. Certainly, you can. You have more to offer than just a foot race trophy.
3: Yeah, you know, it doesn't look like she's that very impressed with the trophy or all that. Why don't you talk to her about something? But not mention your
0: father.
4: <laughs>
0: but not mention my father? Why would I do such a silly thing as that? Well, you, cause you're you your own man. You're, you you can speak and you're, you know, good good looking enough. Go, you go should over
3: impress there and you her should. as you,
0: not as your father. Yeah, I agree. If you don't, I, I will. I think you're certainly fine, better at talking I, than I can I do this. I can do this.
2: And so I walk over, kind of proudly, uh, putting my chest forward. Uh, I'm a I'm a size uh, 12. H- how big's this dude?
1: Let's see, Daristan. He's he's about average size. He's like probably 12, 13.
2: Okay. So I walk over there and I say, "That's a very nice race you ran. You beat my friend over there. What is it that your uh, your family does?
1: He he looks kind of annoyed. That he's like, that, like you're interrupting him while he's trying to talk to her.
2: Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you as you talk to this beauty. Her eyes, they, they are they are light blue of the sky. the The storm brews in her pupils. I can see the the wind, the way it blows your hair. Uh, so, uh, uh
1: no, no, come on, hang in there, baby. <laughs> you No, As as you're looking at her, yeah. you're noticing that she is very beautiful. Yeah. She's almond-shaped, dark brown eyes, thick and wavy black hair, wide hips, long, slender fingers, and she's got a slightly mischievous twist to her lips. Your smile speaks to Orlanth. And she's got a lisp because she has a big dip in her her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) She's missing some teeth.
2: (laughs) It looks like you've been eating ants.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you kind of, she turns to you and she goes, Oh, is there... Is there some other distraction from this constant show that I'm subjected to? Perhaps
2: uh, you would like to uh, accompany me down to the river's edge.
0: There you go. Bring it home. Ask for the sale. Ask for the sale.
1: She kind of looks at you and she's like, you're a little young for me, but you have potential.
2: I may appear young, but I assure you. I am old and wise in heart and soul.
1: Okay, so let's see what we're using here. All right, so let's let's throw in a skill check here. We're looking at Andrin. You've got eight again. I'll give you. Why don't you do a? Give me a charisma times five.
2: Okay, so Charisma times five. Uh, Sorry, I keep having to switch screens and go back to the push to talk. My Charisma is 12. Okay, so
1: it's going to be a 60. 60. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, so uh, here we go.
4: Oh, boy. Nailed
1: it. That's a nine, folks at home. All right, so what's she going to hit you with? She's a charisma times sixteen.
0: Oh man, crush that one!
1: So she was an eighty. She rolled a seventy-nine
0: mm-hmm. to get a
1: better
3: success. But so I did. She... did not get a better success because that was a special success.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. A nine for that for six. Yes. Oh, yep. that's right. You did. That's right. I wish you would just say that. That's a, the special successes are irritating.
4: Okay. What's her name?
1: So, uh, her name is Esralla. Esrala, very nice
2: to meet you. I'm Andrin.
1: She does seem charmed by you. She definitely seems charmed, but she's like, we should talk some other time when there's not so many others around.
2: I reach down and I pick what looks like a yellow daisy and I stick it behind her ear and I say, this matches the color of your hair. We will speak again very soon.
1: She laughs. And curtsies to you and then walks away to hang out with some of the other girls. Look who got a curtsy. And Boom. Dar- and Daristan is looking at you like he wants to fucking murder you. Bring he's it now, on. He's now, like, grabbing. He's got, like, a, a white-fisted grip on his trophy.
4: hmm
2: Daristan, that trophy's very nice. Congratulations on your win today.
1: He just walks away from you. Pissed.
2: Daristan. <laughs>
0: Daristan?
1: He's just walking. He's stomping off. <laughs> nice work that okay. door we
0: get if he, yeah, he wants to throw it on we got your back don't let him yeah.
1: so there's more feasting later in the evening uh, the chieftain has his own scald Keladon blue eye who's a trickster bonded trickster who uh, basically it's a, a like a cult and uh, when they're bonded that means he is like the, the scald or the bard for this particular clan and uh You know, he tells a story about the big, they have a big bonfire, and he tells a story about the Black Stag and how your clan, the Black Stag, claimed this valley by challenging the seven-tailed wolf, defeated his pack, and drove them out of the vale and into the mountains. And everyone's like eating and enjoying themselves, and you do notice Daristan lurking outside the shadows occasionally watching you. But you're among friends. He's family. watching
2: me or he's watching all of us. He's he's watching, he's watching
1: you. you. Good. And but it kind of just and, and occasionally Rala will give you a a glance across the fire and talk to her friends and smile and laugh.
2: I give her the Harvey Keitel, which is uh in Pulp Fiction when he kind of takes the sip of the coffee and he raises the cup and nods his head like mm-hmm. So that's I kind of I raise my cup, take a little drink and give her like a little a little head nod and a little cup tip. Like, indeed.
1: Yeah, you see over by the chieftain, too. There's a uh, the chief weapon thing, Jorgonath Bladesong. The sword of Humak is standing next to the chieftain. And uh, next to him is the Aranina Copperax, who's a big, giant female with a huge axe and tattoos all over her. And you guys know just to basically stay away from her. Like these, two, those two characters are like some of the big badass warriors in, in the the clan. But this the, the scald will go over there and play jokes on them, or mock them, or, or make like funny quips about how they look, or how they're dressed, or how they don't have a sense of humor. And they're they basically are enduring it, and but the chieftain and the other things are laughing and really enjoying it. So definitely appears like those two are like the the butts of a lot of the Scalds jokes. But eventually it becomes time where the uh, the ceremony's over, the festival's over, and everyone's gonna have to go back to their homes. So you guys go back. Uh, maybe Andrin has dreams about meeting Esrala down by the river. Is that in a van? In a van
0: <laughs> down by the river. Okay. Are we all? Uh, d- 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 are we all in different uh, farmsteads?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so for you, Jack, you're a farmer, right? Yeah. Did you pick a stead? No. So you need to pick one of the twelve steads on the map. There. Uh, you know, uh, Darristan's from White Bark, so you're not from that stead, but you can pick any of the other eleven steads. And, and okay. basically, like, Veil Gate, they're named based on where they are. Like, Veil Gate is the first one. It's the closest to the stockade. It's basically like a walled stockade that closes off the entrance to the veil. And then they all up, they go up as they get further up the uh, veil. You know, yeah. The, the Fortuna
0: has chosen Red Rock for me.
1: Okay, so you're from Red Rock. Uh, okay.
0: Where is it on the
2: uh, – I almost said call sheet.
1: On the um... – roll 20, there's a map. No,
2: no on the on the character sheet because I may have chosen this already.
1: Yeah, you you are
3: normally... not from one of the steads. You're from the village, right? Or, or the because yeah, you're, you're, you're or in the hall because the... you're one of the fancy pants.
1: Now, no, you, that's right. You could originally be if you're in the village from one of the steads. It's just like like if you become a rune lord or something, you would then stay at the village, but you could still be from a stead. Like but if his dad's like the.
3: The fancy pants,
2: isn't he? The storm priest, yeah, yeah, the storm well, well, priest, isn't he?
1: You, you're going to be from Twice Blessed then, because that's what he's from. Yes, Twice Blessed. That's that's what. There it you is. Go. Okay. And yeah, the 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 herders or the, the cotters are from their cottages, so they don't get they don't get that. So basically, you would be your name, son of your father or your mother, and then of a Red Rock, or that's how they would know you. Where's Esrella from? She's from another clan. But she's staying at White at at uh, White Block.
0: But she's from the Vale.
1: No, she's not. So occasionally, the yeah, clans plan. will will trade people, children, kind of as as not hostages, but just encourage relations. So she's been sent to Paraborn to stay, and she's going to be studying to become a priestess of Ernolba. Like as you ask around about this girl, like, hey, what's up with that girl? They kind of tell you what's going on. Her mother is a priestess of Arnalda, and that's kind of what she wants to do.
3: And it's to keep from everyone having babies
1: with two heads. Yeah, right.
2: Right. Did (laughs) you say a priestess of Amalba?
1: Arnalda. is the earth goddess. Yeah. So the the two big gods that that you guys worship are Orlant, the god of wind, and Arnalda, the goddess of the earth. So that's why your female characters tend to be more earth, runes because that's you know, natural religion yeah i think i'm i think i'm a wind guy yeah you guys are mostly wind guys or air jack is full of hot air yeah
0: wind it checks out and, and
1: since the lunar empire conquered sartar uh the red moon is always in the sky and the winds are not as strong as they have were in the past so as things happen on the on, in the, in the men's world, in the world of man, it impacts like the lunar empire is ascendant. And so there's always a big red moon in the sky. And uh, the winds are not, have not been as strong as they have been in the past.
3: Right. So as, as,
1: as things happen in, in our world, so things it, go in the God's it's world. Just, the struggle of gods is carried out by men now since time was created. So basically the, a real quick, A simple uh, explanation of how uh, Glorantha works, and this is very basic, is gods used to be able to walk the earth, and they all fought each other. And they fought each other so much that they almost destroyed the world, and they let chaos into the world. And so chaos then, they had to fight the devil and fight chaos and try to keep it out. And the only way they were able to, to save the world was to create time and death. And so what that did was that froze the world of the gods. So all the things that they achieved are frozen in time. The gods can never do anything else. All they can ever do is what they did at that time. Um, So a lot of times in Glorantum, when they talk about hero questing, one of the things you do with a hero quest is you try to reenact something that Orlanth, for example, you guys did. And if you do that, you can get blessings from the gods. Um, If Orlanth slew a dragon or slew this thing, then you would reenact that by hero questing you can travel into the world of the gods and if you become a really powerful character. You can actually then try to make your own hero quest um, where you then create something in god time and you can become a god. Like a very smaller god, but, but that's the idea. So the gods, their legends are frozen in time and you just, most of the ceremonies, you get the blessings from the gods by recreating what they did before time was created. So that's basically the one-minute, one-second version of what happened. So, um, so yeah, so basically that's it for the festival. Like, you guys have some regular days happening, and then one night you guys go to bed, and you're dragged roughly from your beds in the dead of night. Your mothers are watching, and the, your younger siblings are scared, but the mothers are consoling them. The masked men come in and seize each of you, and carry you out into ha- the howling gale, storms, this terrible storm out. Rain lashes your face, lightning illuminates the scenes, as you can see a little bit as, as it's come as lightning's coming down. They drag you to an area in the veil, and you see monstrous figures standing around. Some are dressed as Telmori Wolfmen, some as undead. Some is goat-headed guru, and you're thrown down in the mud at their feet. These guys then grab you. You're bound and blindfolded, and you're forced to stumble across the fields of the veil. It feels like you walk for hours, and you're tripping over roots and stones. Finally, they finish walking you, and they, they rip your blindfolds off. And in the lightning flashes of the storm, you can catch glimpses of, like, almost a hundred figures around you in the woods and in front of each of these groups, there's an edge of an open pit in the ground. They bring you up to the pits and before you can react, you're sh- each of you is shoved into a pit. They're like three meters deep. Each of you has to make a successful jump roll to avoid taking damage from falling to the pit. Okay.
0: just trying to find jump
1: what's your jump Mike
0: oh mine's mine's 48 hold on I'll look
2: Dex times three five
1: Dex times five hope that's a failure My DEX is
2: a
0: twelve, so that's uh, sixty, right?
1: Yeah, so you're good. Jack, you failed.
0: Oh maybe not, because if my my DEX is uh is much higher than that. So I, I think I calculated my jump incorrectly. Hold on. You say dex times five?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Let me look.
2: On the on my sheet it says oh, no, times you're right. three. Oh, oh no, it's, it's dex times, times three. three so oh, no, mine is right. forty eight. It, it is
1: times three. So, so I did fail. Ralph,
3: what about you? I'm about to roll and do really badly.
1: You know, you can just click the button; you don't have to type. Oh, I actually
3: made it.
2: Okay, so- he's the only one because I was a failure too by like four.
0: Yeah, nice work. I was a failure by eleven. So- Wait, you
3: said there was a there was some kind of subtraction.
1: No, it's times three. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're good. So uh, for you guys are going to take two points of damage. Uh, this is for Mike and Jack. Um, and roll for hit locations to what gets damaged, D20. So look on your armor and hit locations on your characters, and that'll tell you where you take the damage. It's on the first page of your character sheet.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, I see. I got gotcha. you. Uh, mine are my My abdomen is wounded.
1: So you fall on your abdomen. I
0: fell on my abdomen. You
1: did. You did a split. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, I landed I,
0: on my right arm.
1: Okay. So you just take two points off from your right arm. Did it. And you noticed when you were up there when they took the blindfolds off and unbound you. Um, Derestan, Aventaro, and Offen were all there with you. So there were, there were uh, six pits in all dug. Did
2: they get out of the pits?
1: Well, once you're in the pits, the jump is just to see if you take damage from falling into the pit.
0: Oh, we're, we're all in our own pits.
1: You're all in individual ah, pits. Got it. And These after, people really go to a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. And they, they do. If you're going to dig a pit, do it right. Exactly. So after you land, they seal the pits over your head. And you're left in the icy cold muck and freezing darkness.
0: So we're buried alive or just... Uh,
1: well, they put the a lid pit, over pit. the pit. Ah, got it. So you don't climb out, let's say I what's it. supposed to climb out of the pit.
3: This is one of those like weird rights of manhood.
1: This is your initiation. You recognize this as your initiation. The way your mothers were looking at you as you are dragged off or your aunts. Th- they knew what was going on. They've seen this before. No one's told you about it, but you knew that there was a you know that there's an initiation. So now you know your time of manhood has come and you're about to be initiated into the tribe. So uh, let's take a break here. I'm gonna get a drink. If anybody has to go to the bathroom, anything like that?
0: That's good because I have to get a drink and go to the bathroom.
1: And then we'll come back and we'll uh, start the initiation. Okay. Got it. That so sounds awesome.
0: Back. Me too. One of the nice things about having a a, like a game room and a bathroom downstairs is there's like a bathroom right next to the game room. It's very convenient. Sweet. That's what you want. That's what I that's yeah, kinda what I need. I don't have to haul my carcass upstairs.
2: I gotta look at my settings here and figure out the uh make push to talk
0: a little easier. I know. I, I had it set so my space bar was my push-to-talk, and now it's changed back to, like, I have to click down. It's, it's kind of a pain in the butt. Because I have to keep going back and forth between these two
1: windows, and it's kind of a pain. All right. My oldest just got four wisdom teeth taken out today. So she's hurting. Oh, poor kid. Yeah. She's, what she's, happened? She had four wisdom teeth removed.
2: Ooh, shit. That's not good. I mean, it's good, but
1: not great. Yeah. So she's got the ice pack, and kids like after they've been put on their anesthesia, too, are like out of it for like six hours.
2: You remember that video of that kid from the dentist?
1: <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. No.
2: Yeah, there's some video, and I can't remember the name of it, but he's like eight years old, and he's in the back seat of the car, and he's just high and doesn't understand what's going on <laughs> oh yeah no that's
1: totally how they are it's hilarious like the adults i think it's just a lot for a kid yeah definitely is ralph back
0: apparently not okay he had an extra long pee.
2: <clears throat> how long do you think we're going tonight
1: um uh, start I don't think we'll go more than like another hour. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be a marathon. I think we'll see how it goes with the initiation. <laughs> the spanking machine. How we survive it. <laughs> Dude, they just had a, uh, Shriner initiation down here in Springfield. And, uh, a guy local out here went, he died. What? Yeah. He died <laughs> during the initiation, like in his hotel room afterwards. What did they make him do? Well, I've heard all sorts of stuff. Like, they make them do electrical shocks and stuff. Like, they've thing called the Hot Sands, where they like like shock you or something. It's weird.
0: What the fuck? Really? Yeah, dude. For the Shriners? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, like a, like no, a,
1: they're Masons, like dude. a community service organization. Yeah, yeah, but they're the higher level of the Masons. It's like, Jesus
0: Christ, I just joined the Moose. Are they
1: going to do something no, horrible to me? That, that's fine. But like out here, it's like they take it to a whole nother level. Like, it's my crazy. God.
0: Yeah, I had to pay forty bucks, and I can, uh, and, I, and now I'm allowed to, you know, go there on Sloppy Joe night and play bingo. You didn't have to eat moose poop, uh, not yet. But I okay. mean, you know, I did have the Sloppy Joe. There could be moose poop in there. Maybe,
1: mm. Yeah, maybe you, they're going to pull you aside and have you do the initiation later. Yeah. Well, they
0: will make my <laughs> wife do it too. So I don't know. So yeah, far, but- it's it's just a great place to go and drink, uh, you know, two dollar beers.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird out here because like. In the sheriff's department, everybody at a, the command staff is all masons. Prosecuting attorneys are mason. You know, there's this whole culture of it, which is uncomfortable. <laughs> you
0: know? Wow, that is that is un, that is shocking.
1: Yeah, so you just oh. start to feel like if I don't become a mason, can I promote? You know, is that like a prerequisite? By the That's... way,
0: when I
2: dropped earlier, I didn't start recording when I came back. That's fine. Okay. I think
0: we're all recording. I think it's just more of a safety measure
4: safety, than anything safety. else. Yeah. Great. Indeed.
0: Great. Yeah. Cause if, if everybody has their recording, I'll just delete what I have. Cause it takes up a lot of space, but
1: they sure do. Okay. So you guys are basically wearing your bed clothes. Um, you don't have your armor. You don't have weapons or anything with you. Um, the walls and floors of the pit are slick with cold mud and slime. There's roots sticking out from the wall. These things were pretty clearly recently dug and you can just weigh that the, the The lids fell over them. You can tell the lids are heavy and they block out any light. So you don't see the lightning anymore, but you can hear the storm and rain outside. You can also dimly hear all the men chanting. And it seems like they're chanting for hours. So you're in this pitch black pit. And then each of you begins to have an experience. So who wants to go first? Yes. Okay, so we're gonna do Andrin first. Great. Right. So Andrin, your father. Uh, okay, so yeah, so you're you're you've got your father is the 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 rune priest. So with you, what happens? is... is that the
2: storm priest.
1: Yeah. So you slowly start to be convinced that. You're in the pit, but someone is staring at you. You can feel like there's eyes in the dark that are constantly staring at you, but it's really dark. So, like, you're not sure if you're imagining it.
2: I see them glinting.
1: Are you going to say anything? Who are you? So, you don't get a response, but you, you feel like... In a, in a pit like this, maybe there would be an echo. It's not sure if maybe the earth is dampening the sound. But you know that, that someone is there in the room with you. And as time goes on, you, su- you see a pair of tawny yellow eyes in the dark. You're not sure if your eyes are adjusting to the darkness, or maybe there's light that's increasing the pit, or maybe that's your imagination. You can eventually make out a lean, angular face behind the eyes. There's a long, narrow nose. And high cheekbones. And there's a sharpness in the features on the face, like it's something wild. The is
2: figure, this something I would recognize?
1: You don't you don't know who it is? It's not someone you recognize. The figure stands up. And so now you can see it's a boy about your age. And he's dressed in ragged furs. He's got his body is tattooed and painted, and you immediately recognize him. This is a Telmori. He's one of the Wolf Brothers.
2: Now, above the table, who are the Wolf Brothers?
1: Well, the wolves. The wolves lived here. The wolves lived wolf. The wolves lived here before your clan came. To this, this veil, the black stag had the, the scald had told the story about the black stag driving out the seven tailed wolf. The Telmori are like a uh, werewolf, wolf type people. They worship wolves and they were driven out of the veil by your clan. And uh, so you do kind of recognize this is like an ancestral enemy of your clan, but he's cool. a boy. Mm-hmm. And, and so you feel like it's some kind of spirit and so he basically just says to you like why why am i here to point me forward who who are you why why am i here
2: i'm andrin son of savan the storm priest you were driven out long ago but you were here now to guide me
1: i i live i live near here I live in the high peaks.
2: This was your place. This was your home.
1: I don't. I don't know. This is where I am. It's so dark. It's
2: dark for all of us. You need to help me show me the light.
1: I was just hunting near the valley, and he looks at you. He goes, "You, you're Harrowborn."
2: I am Harrowborn. Yes.
1: I was hunting, and I fell. Into a chasm.
2: What happened to you?
1: I'm I'm still hunting?
2: When you fell in the chasm, was there great pain?
1: I don't remember. Why am I here?
2: You're here for me to help you. To take you over to the other
1: side. Where's my family? Your
2: family is long gone.
1: I'm still young. We're all young. Why am I here? I fell. I want to hunt. You're on a hunt? I want to hunt. I need to get back to my village. I can't get back to my village.
2: How can I help you?
1: I fell into the chasm.
2: Do you need me to help you out of the chasm?
1: I need your help. Show me your hand. So let's let's look at some skills, right? So let's see. see. We're pretty good. Are you
2: looking at my guy? Yeah,
1: I'm looking at you now. (coughs)
2: Spirit combat?
1: No. Is this
2: Spirit-related?
1: It, it, yeah, you know he's a spirit. Mm-hmm. You don't know why he's here. And he doesn't appear to know why he's here either. So he's like, can, 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 can you help me? I need to get home. I can help you. What do you need? I fell into the chasm not far from your, your valley.
2: You need me to find you in the chasm?
1: What what happened to me? Why am I here? He doesn't seem to know what's happening. He doesn't know why he's a spirit.
2: Mm. Uh, how far... Do I know this chasm he speaks of?
1: Um, yeah, he can describe it to you if mm-hmm. you ask him.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Where's the chasm? What is the chasm?
1: So he gives you a description, basically, from the veil, where it is, he's obviously very familiar with the veil, mm-hmm, and he gives you a description of where he fell. Then he's like, "How could you help me? Why can't I go home?
2: I'll take your bones home
1: my bones w- w- but I'm hunting.
2: You were gone long ago.
1: Of You've what? passed on.
2: you're in the spirit realm now
1: am i am I dead?
2: There's no such thing as life or death.
1: There is death just so you know, there's definitely life or death in this <laughs> world. That's that's the whole that's what created the whole time thing. Death is a very important thing. But it's possible that a spirit doesn't know it's passed on. All right, back to one. So yeah, so he's like basically like i I I need help to get home.
2: You passed on.
1: You need to help me. Can you find my bones and take them home?
2: I can, if you show me where they are, I will
4: get them.
1: Okay. Okay. And then the the spirit dissipates. He he basically described where he fell Mm -hmm. and then the spirit dissipates. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then the the pit seems to quiet. So who wants to go next? I can. <laughs> Jack's like, I can.
2: <laughs> it's cold in the in the mud. Yeah. It's
0: cold in space and the mud.
1: <laughs> All right, so Jack. So you wait in the darkness similarly to how uh, Andrin did. So Heortix in the darkness of the pit. You're waiting, and you suddenly become aware that you're not alone. Something's moving in the darkness, and the pit turns really cold.
0: Okay. Uh, who's out there? Who's here with me?
1: Warmth. A voice hisses in the dark, you. Warmth. Flesh. And something brushes over your skin. What does it feel like? Just like a cold touch. It's even colder than the pit. The pit is like getting really cold. And you hear a voice that says, Give me your body to wear, for mine was lost. I gave you life. You were obligated to me.
0: Is this my father?
1: <laughs> it is your father. <laughs> a figure emerges from the gloom, a ragged, naked corpse. So its it's got empty eye sockets, and it's got a black light in its eye sockets.
0: Oh, man. I know he was uh, killed by spirits.
1: It's the ghost of your father. You recognize him.
0: I yeah, go, Father, how can I help you? How can I make you warm?
1: <clears throat> I want your flesh. I need escape. Want your flesh?
0: I don't believe my true father would request my flesh. Are you really my father? Are you just a someone inhabiting my father's body or his spirit?
1: I need to use your flesh, son. I need to be inside you. I'm not ready to die.
0: I'm sorry, Father, but your time has come. You must move on. You must move on with your with your you know your the next phase of your existence.
1: You're like you're freaking me out, Dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stay away from my flesh.
1: So he goes to grab your wrist, and then now you guys are going to fight spirit combat.
0: All right, I'm so, prepared for spirit combat.
1: So the way spirit combat works is you have uh, basically you're going to roll. Uh, and it's going to be your spirit combat skills against each other.
4: Okay. My right.
0: spirit combat is 40. Maybe I can roll something lower than a 60
1: for once. Yeah, so he's at 50%. So um, this is also when you might want to look at a rune that would work. You don't have water, do you?
0: No, I have air. Followed by earth, followed by fire. Let's
1: see what your passions are.
0: It's all loyalty to family. Well you have basically. love
1: you have love family. I mean you could try to roll your love family passion to try to increase your spirit combat. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. So you have sixty percent love family. Oh that's how I look
0: motherfucker I have not rolled well tonight so so apparently my love of family is not willing to give my flesh to my father
1: so you're gonna be a minus 10% on your spirit combat terrific all right so it's a uh, 35% for you then did you say you're 45% sorry
0: push it up uh, I'm actually at forty percent, so I need a thirty or below.
1: All right. So he's a fifty. So we're just basically going to fight rounds of spirit combat and see what happens. Uh, the basically the idea That's is done. you do spirit combat damage, and then the hit point results are taken off your magic points.
0: Got it. All right.
1: Awesome. So he failed. You rolled a fifty-seven. Hey, it's success. Okay, so then you've got spirit combat damage. I think you're D6 plus
0: one. So five damage.
1: Right. So you do some damage to him in spirit combat. Then you're going to do another round of spirit combat. Got it. Oh, and he fumbled. And you succeeded.
0: I smoked his spirit ass, my spirit combat.
1: Okay, so, fumbles. So he loses all faith, believes that his only viable choice is to surrender. Spirit combat ends. So he says, I'm sorry, my son.
0: You are forgiven, father. I should
1: go on and do well. I love you.
4: I love you too, Daddy.
1: And he fades away. Yeah, so that was good. That was some good spirit combat rolling, dude. So for spirit combat, go ahead and check that box. All right, cool. And Mike, were you what, what, what skill school were you rolling to? Did you oh you we already did did you Yeah, do, I did I did orate. Right, I oh, checked so, it. But you'd already checked that, all right? So you can only check it once. So, mm-hmm. so, so it's not spirit. it's not
3: No, you're not my father. <laughs>
0: I had to defeat my own father in spirit combat.
1: So now it's... It's, it's, like,
0: it's like every Thanksgiving. <laughs>
4: That's right. That's right. Every family <laughs>
1: gathering. Stop telling those stories about me, Dad. I was only 19. <clears throat> and we gave him $400, and he blew it all on the first
4: day.
2: <laughs> I have uh, uh, a game mechanics and or question about the character sheet.
4: Uh-huh.
2: On the one on Roll20 here, there's sort of like... A base, yeah. and then there's the modifier, and on my sheet, my PDF, I have – Like for eight. there's the base 10, and then the modifier is at 45. I think but that, then I change just, it, I and the, that moves the main number to 60.
1: I think – Yeah, I don't know. You'll have to figure that out. Your we should, yeah, your, your modifier yeah.
0: – You should have figured that out. Like all mine have so sort of did the, the math ahead of time. It might do think. the
1: math for you. Yeah. It
3: does. It does the math for you. So the modifier is at the top right and so right the um and it it adds that to the final um Mm -hmm. gray number so
2: like but the number we put in the blue box that's the up that's the additional modifier is that so it starts it 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 starts
3: at 10 like an or eight i added five to mine and then Mm -hmm. i have a plus five for the modifier and so my total is 20. So I put I put my extra skill points from the base in the second box and it seemed to and then it adds the modifier at the top to that to give me a 20 at the end.
2: Got you. so the gray box should be whatever is in the blue box on the PDF.
3: The gray box should be no. The gray box you never touch. You want the second one to be your the skill points that have been added. Yeah. However you did that on the PDF, I couldn't say. Okay.
1: Cool. All right, so now it's Veng's turn. It is veng's turn. So uh Ralph, just so you know, the there actually are some cues here. So the, the rune that would take would be effective here is Earth. Uh the passions that would you be looking at is loyalty to clan or loyalty to family. Okay. So, great. so uh, again, after a short period of time, similar to the other players, you you, you get a sense of you're not alone in this pit anymore. There's breathing all around you in the darkness, and you hear something growl softly. Something there's a sniff, something sniffs the air. There's a stealthy sound, like something's padding across the floor of the pit towards you. But it's so Uh dark you can't see what it is. The air stirs around you, and you feel something brush your skin almost like fur. The pit grows light just enough for you to see. And you see you're surrounded by the trembling form of calves or lambs. Calves and lambs. Actually, in your case, it's probably lambs. Probably lambs. So they're clearly scared and their eyes are rolling back in their skulls white. They're panicked. Right, because I we heard a like a little growl, which is like a wolf or something. Before you can even check on the the, you know, your instinct is let me check on these lambs and make sure they're okay. But before you can even do it, a shadow moves across the wall and you hear a deep snarl and it looks like it's a saber-toothed cat but its eyes burn in the dark and strange shadows ripple over it. At first it looks like it's black but as you look at it it seems to be more shadowy but all oh, so you can get is a sense that it's hungry. It's like a a mother lover of a shadow cat. Like it's trying to fill a belly that can never be full again. It's so hungry.
3: Well, I'll step up
1: and and try and get between it and the lambs. Okay, good. Um, so you have some options. I mean, you could try to fight it, or you could try to like, dissuade it.
3: Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm gonna try to
1: beast rune would be good. Beast for this. rune
3: me. That's exactly right. I'm gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna go. I'm gonna try and go into the beast rune and try and like uh, kind of stare it down or or like you know
1: shoo it away. Yeah, I would let you roll against your beast rune. Would you? Yeah. I'm going to take that option then. Yeah. So you want to roll? Try to roll your beast rune. Good.
3: I did, and minus seventy-five, and that's a
1: twenty-seven. So you're basically like trying to intimidate it. With your your beast instinct, my beast, my bestial nature. That's right. So yeah, yeah. So you, you push it. It backs away a little bit, but it seems to still be coming back towards you. Um. Yeah, it still is so hungry. You know, it just can't stay away so it moves towards you it's insatiable yeah so you guys are going to go into spirit combat let's do that all right
3: what's your spirit combat my spirit combat 35 okay and i'm thinking about trying to pop that uh that loyalty the clan thing okay because this seems like a good time
1: yeah is your earth what's your earth like
3: my earth is non-existent okay don't use that one then I'm choosing to skip over that part yeah because the idea is that
1: the herd belongs to the clan right so yeah exactly job. right so it's yeah it's Check my over. this is
3: my this is my thing right and I'm gonna fluff that by three percent so then I'm gonna get minus 10 on this spirit combat which is going to go great for me
1: all right so let's see now you did intimidate a little bit with your your beast thing so that's not going to be horrible but we'll see so let's start spirit combat let's do it all right so he failed i hit okay so do your spirit combat damage <laughs> two okay Three, two, ten. All right. <laughs> That's all right. let's do it again I hit again. Yeah, so he hit also. The difference is he had a higher roll than you, so you both had yeah. successes. So cool. he does That's not good too. for me, yeah. So he's going to do 1d60, spirit damage. Two damage off your magic notes. I have a few left. All right. Oh, uh, he missed... Oh. Right, so uh, that that's a fumble, a fumble, right?
3: That. Yeah, that's not good. That's
4: Let's look. <clears throat> yeah, that's a fumble. Ouch.
3: Oh, yeah? Who's surrendering
1: now? <laughs> but it says, Combatant's body and spirit become separated. Combatant discorporates and may only be reunited by a successful spirit travel role with the intervention of a shaman. That's awesome, good job. Okay, physical effects of long. okay all
3: right you know, not everyone makes it through these initiations. So
1: the spirit combats over there All right. so let's see what happens afterwards so the tests are over they they lift the seals off. Vang is lying basically like not moving. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the other two, the, the, you, uh, Andrin and Hjortik are able to climb out of the, using the roots to climb out. It's still night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically then you guys have to go and try to like get into the pit with, uh, Vang and lift him out and pull him out. Mm-hmm. And the shamans basically say some prayers over Vang and manage to get his spirit back into his body. <laughs> uh so now so (laughs) is just covered in mud scratch marks all over his face just like obviously he was through a big experience yeah and so now you guys that you can see that avantarl and often are are also present um so you guys have an opportunity to maybe so often said what what did you guys see it's kind of like the the people that mass are away from you guys. You guys have a moment to talk and often it's like, what happened to you guys?
2: I excitedly speak up. I-, I saw a wolf boy, a spirit of a wolf boy. I, I need to find him. I need to, to help him get home. I and often, need to find his body in the chasm.
1: Often it's like, I, I, I fought a bear spirit.
0: I had to fight the spirit of my father. Your father.
1: Evan Charles like, Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. Like I fought it. A- he was, I basically got into an argument with a dragon newt. <laughs> <laughs> and now now uh Veng is starting to wake up in the rain. It's the rain, thunder, lightning is still going on. So Vang, you're up. You're able to get up.
4: Uh, what uh, happened to
3: you in there? The tiger. The tiger. It was huge.
4: It was huge. <laughs> it was huge.
3: Some say it
1: was the biggest ever. <laughs> so you guys are like dazed and kind of blinking in the same storm. Where's Daristan? So there's you look around suddenly and all the men are gone. hmm And so the pits were dug around the circumference of the clearing. They're all empty now. The lids are off them, except one. The lid is still closed on one pit. On Daristan's pit. You assume. Because you don't see them.
0: Let's let's pull the lid off. Yeah, let's go get them out of there.
1: Yep. Okay, so you guys go over to the pit. Mm-hmm. There's sounds inside the pit. What they kind sound, of sounds? They sound like wet, smacking mud and moaning sounds.
4: Mm.
1: Mm. Ooh. Ooh. You oh, is- something slithering around in the pit.
0: Oh yeah, we gotta
2: pull the yeah, pull, pull the, the lid off. off. It's yeah. it's tough for me because I hurt my arm falling into my pit, so I'm just using my right arm to to try with and my pull this off. Abdomen yep.
0: damage. Um, hopefully, I have enough uh, core strength to pull the uh, the lid off with. Yeah, the, and- if we all three of us grab, dang, it. grab grab the other side.
1: And you're, and you're you're looking around, and everyone's gone. It's just you guys. The entire area is abandoned.
2: Just the three of us.
1: Just, just your group, just you guys, the, the five of you, right, and then okay. the, the, the pit lid.
0: Let's pull this pit lid off.
3: Yeah, let's so, all work together.
1: All right, mm-hmm. so pull it off, and he's curled up in a fetal position. He's swatting blindly at the air around him. Like, <laughs> he's covered with mud and sweat and other unidentifiable fluids. The stench is hideous. I mean it smells really bad.
0: Like he's been shit on?
1: Uh I wouldn't say shit. Mm. It, it, like there's just sticky fluids all over him. Oh boy. Like he's he's moaning and Avatar's like, we gotta go in there and get him. We gotta get him out of here. can I him. agree.
0: So I'll jump down in the pit and see if I can't pick him up and, and you can climb them.
1: down they shoved you in the pits before but now yeah. you can kind of climb down safely climbing seems a lot better
0: yeah so i'll, I'll climb down in there and see if i can't pick him up and hoist him up
1: yeah it smells terrible but like he's like shrieking and wild um and anybody tries to touch him he flails at them but basically a couple of you are able to get control of him and you're able to kind of lift him out he doesn't say anything but he's like He's basically squealing like a pig that's being slaughtered. Mm. So you guys have to like physically restrain him and drag him out of the pit. And we
2: slap his face.
1: Yeah, there we I
2: all... stand here and ask you what's going on. I'll take turns slapping his face. <laughs> <We> all...
1: <laughs> that's how you line up. You get in line. <laughs> Just like airplane. <laughs> yeah, like right. an airplane. <laughs> so you guys basically are able to get him out. He starts to calm down a little bit, but he's basically mm-hmm. being a total spaz. And as soon as you get him out, the wind shifts.
2: The wind shifts.
1: So there's not as much storm and rain. But you can smell wood smoke in the air. And through the trees, you can see the dim orange glow of a fire.
0: So let's uh let's gather is can Darison walk? Is he like conscious or do we have to like kinda of manhandle him a little
1: he, bit? He 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 can like yeah, he's willing to walk, I guess, but like you have to like kind of like grab his elbow and pull like him along. Frog
0: march him a little tiny bit.
2: Mm-hmm. We don't need to uh, crowd surf him on the way home.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. To the fire. So I, uh, me, and you know whoever else, let's grab both of his arms and let's all go towards the fire. I'm going to
2: assist in in lifting him because uh, put him down
0: because you're the better man. Yeah. So we'll do that. And we'll we'll uh, we'll. Head towards where the fire is, because we probably could we probably could do with a little warming up. After you guys are spending, cold. yeah yeah, spending really the cold. evening in a wet mud hole. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and you're not even sure like where you are in the vale. like this is not familiar to you, this area. So like you're not able to see the mountains in the distance or anything. It's very dark, and uh, it's, it's it, you feel very disoriented because as kids, you guys have run all over the vale. It's not that big of a valley. There's only about four hundred and fifty people who live here. So it's like, it's weird that you really don't know this area. Okay.
0: Maybe we've been transported someplace, maybe. But we're going to head towards the warmth.
1: Yeah, so as you walk forward through the woods, eventually you come to the campfire, there's a campfire, and there's a guy sitting at the campfire, and I put a picture of him uh, up on the uh, Roll 20. Yeah, with the tattoos? Yeah, he's wearing... He's just got pants, and he's clearly Hjortling, just like you guys, like Sartarites. But you have, you don't recognize the tattoos that are on him.
0: He looks like a guy that
1: brews IPAs. That's right. He's definitely a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the Black Rifle coffee guy. Like,
3: I was like going to say, he, he, he looks a lot like that, or, or like Jason, except taller.
1: That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's got his back to you. And you can see tattoos all over his back. You don't recognize the clan or the tribe from the tattoos. He doesn't have any tattoos of a wife or tattoos of a child or battle tattoos. Uh, He's very powerfully built. He's broad shoulders. Uh, He has a basket of bread. And he's got a a wild boar on a spit over the fire. So he calls over to you over his shoulder. He goes, I am Hengal, son of Vinkot. Who are you, friend or foe?
0: Friend. We are friends. We have a we have a, a, a someone with us who could use a little bit of warmth as we all could, and uh, we would be very very grateful to uh, share with a little of your bread and bore.
1: So why don't each of you take a homeland lore uh, for your check for you guys? See if you can pass and see if you recognize who this guy is. It would be uh, let's see, lore, yeah, homeland lore.
4: Gamma okay, forty.
0: Yeah, I'm
3: gonna
2: go with no. Look at that! I found it on my sheet.
1: You Ralph's did. Like, Ralph's like never heard of him.
3: Yeah, uh, I have a homeland.
2: <laughs> so I guess my result was a
1: failure. Oh, that's was a cool. failure. So the, the sheets oh, actually do game give game you the it. sheets will tell you if you get what kind of result you get. Yes,
0: yeah. nice. I, uh, I succeeded.
1: Yeah, so basically, you guys recognize this guy. Let's see. So you know the name. Uh, he says he's the son of Vinko. Vinko was the son of Orland, and he founded your people. And before King Hyort came during the Great Darkness, your people were actually called the Vinkothlings rather than the Hyortlings. So you're actually looking at Orland's grandson. So this is your storm god's grandson. It's pretty cool. Wow. And basically, the deal with him... Let me, see, let me get a little exposition. And
3: Hurtick clues us in. It's sotto voce. <laughs>
1: right. Let's see the...
3: I'm like, we've got a storm god? That's
1: right. <laughs> He's like, remember your storm god? Lightning I should dashes. have known. I should have
2: known, my my father's the storm priest. I'm embarrassed. It was the mud in my eye.
1: So, Hengal, a little exposition. um, He was the second son of King Vinkot, the son of Orlan. He was forced to flee his home and his people in the wake of being poisoned. So he's poisoned and the poison caused him to grow rapidly. He became so large that he thought he would literally eat his kin out of house and home. So he fled away from his tribe so he wouldn't be a burden to them. And he ran into Hiort, who is the Hjort of the Hjortans. So basically he was a, a, a friend of Hiort and told them secrets of his star heart. And that's one of the reasons Hjort was able to go to the edge of the world and back again and save the people. And that's how you became Hjort. So this is a major dude that you guys are running into here in the effect. And and it is him. You definitely feel like it's him, everything about him. He's a very impressive uh, character. So uh, he says, and who are you? What, what clan do you what clan do you hail from?
4: Hariborn.
1: Am... Sorry, I stepped on you. <laughs> Typical. <It's difficult. laughs> Classic Andrin.
0: Hariborn. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I stepped on you. Hariborn,
1: uh, yes. a, a good clan. Sit at sit at my fire. Eat my food. Drink with
0: food. I am me. Uh, I am Heortic also of Hariborn.
1: Yeah, so he basically, I guess, that all you guys are going to kind of introduce yourselves to him, and he offers you a seat around the campfire, uh, he sees a couple of you might have some injuries, and he basically uses his healing magic to restore you. And as you sit around the fire, any magic points that you lost in the spirit combat slowly recover, so you guys get all your magic points back. Nice.
0: Sorry, we're healed, too?
1: You're healed. Oh, that's nice. He has healing magic, so he basically says, oh, I see you're injured, and let me... Hmm, abracadabra. He let me take care of that. You up. And Daristan is sitting there, basically, and he's just catatonic.
3: Can you help our friend Daristan here? He, he, and I so, kind of use that,
2: that loosely. Yeah,
1: so, so, so Hengal says, says, what happened to him?
2: He lost the initiation.
4: Hmm. I
3: wouldn't say I won.
0: Oh, yeah, don't, yeah, quiet, quiet, bang. <clears throat> You're not catatonic. You're, you seem to have made it through.
1: Well, that is not good. I remember Ragnaglar was exposed in the sex pit to things that are not meant for children. He claimed the goddess Thed and took her beyond the spirit mountain. She took her revenge on the world by birthing the rapacious bruise and demanding that we recognize her as the goddess of rape. She and Ragnaglar together with Mali as midwife brought the devil into the world. The abuse he suffered as a boy led directly to chaos nearly destroying our world. While our people were permissive, sex with unlimited, uninitiated youth was expressly forbidden. So he's like, not happy. The sons of Umath went to those pits as boys and emerged as men. But that one, the other brother, was broken. This was the sin that broke the world. He says, for you, he looks at you, the other ones of you, he goes, for you, however, youth and innocence are over. You must now walk the path that he or your father walked. He puts more wood on the fire. He says, but before you leave me, you must know what he or knew. You must hear what I told him when he came to me. You came here in the dark and the storm, because you saw a light, this light. He's staring deep into the flames and the fire is reflected in his light, but it's white like stars. He turns his face up and the clouds break directly over him to show flickering stars in the sky. It says, Each of those small flickering lights fights the dark. They fight eternally, never surrendering. They are beacons, campfires in the night. Now you must be as one of them. When I was born, the third mother gave me a star for a heart. Two wives my father had, summer and winter but she was the third. She is the unseen midwife present at every birth for she is birth and the mother of all men. So he pats the soil. You emerge from your mothers as boys. Tonight you emerge from our mother as men. And he looks into your eyes and he seems like he's larger, like as big as a bear. And there's starlight shining around him. He goes, in my youth, I was poisoned. It made me grow as large as a house. I feared being a burden to my kin, so I fled to shine alone in the dark. He found me as you have tonight. And he, he gives you guys all mugs and puts water in them, but he takes a big mug of mead. He's got a mead that he pours in there? Because the world was broken then, and he drinks from the mug. Orlanth was gone, Arnalda slept. The sun hid his face in hell. It was for you in the pits, Men could not always tell the living from the dead, just as you could not. The darkness threatened to consume everything. So I showed, I showed Heort my light so that he could make my light his own, his own star heart to shine in the dark of night. And he took my light and gave it to all men who thereafter bore his name, like you will. So he looks at each of you in turn. He goes, do you see Hiortlands, Heort, the hard stag. Heort of the deer folk. heort heart, heart. And then he touches his heart. So he gives us a slight smile and then stares into the fire. He goes, to be Heortlings, you must be star hearts, lights in the darkness. Every day of your lives, you must do as Orlant did and fight chaos with every breath. So he then starts poking the fire with a stick and getting the sparks to fly up in the sky. He goes, every broken fence you mend, you drive chaos back. Every crop you plant and harvest to feed your kin, you spit in the devil's face. Every law you obey, you defy the pre dark. Every child you sire and raise, you save the world from ending. It isn't just the gods you see, it isn't just the demigods and great heroes. It is every good man who shines like a light in the dark. Everyone saves the world. So then he sits for a while and says nothing. You guys are kind of like. <laughs> And he's just warming his hands to the fire and the starlight kind of fades from his eyes and he seems like he's smaller now. He's almost like your size again. He goes, each one of us must fight chaos alone, but we are never alone in the fight against chaos. This is a secret he or went to the edge of the world to understand. That is not required of you, however. All you need to do now is go back to your people this night and carry my words with you. Spend your lives being those lights in the dark. So at this point, you guys can go home. Or you so can continue. Let's continue. And and you know, basically, from what you've heard, it's not unusual for Hjotlinds to turn back at this point and follow the words that, that Hengal said. But you can go on. And he tells you, a small number do go on following the path of Pjord into increasing danger. If you wish to go, you can ask me.
0: What do you say, boys? Should we continue on or head back home?
3: Show us the way. Yes. Yes. So he nods.
2: But maybe Dare I Stand should go back to the rape pit.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Send him back to the rape pit.
1: Well, he goes, there are always some who go ahead. There are always some who need to, but be cautioned. Yort's path to the edge of the world is not for all men. You turn your face away from the world and you walk into chaos. The further you go, the deeper into the enemy's lands you walk. There's much to learn. Oh, yes, much. And the people always need defenders who have faced and know the enemy. But the danger to the body and spirit is great, be sure. He turns to Daristan, who's now curled up in a ball at the fire. He goes, but this one cannot go. He has been broken the way the other brother was broken. He must be returned to his people to heal. So Aventaral is like, I'll take him back. I'll take Daristan back. He says, Heort's path is for those who think they're the stuff of heroes. I am not that person. And often says, I'm I'm going to keep going. So and I,
2: we stick together.
1: Yes. Well, yes, yeah, so Aventarles takes Darren Stan, picks him up, like kind of walks him away. And then it's just now the four of you. <coughs> and Hengal says, you will walk first to the battle that saved the world. At the i fought, we won you will truly learn the secret of the Starheart. Here you again have the choice to come back for if you go on, you will come face-to-face face with the devil, and encounter few escape unscathed. Should you survive the Lord of the pre-dark, you again may turn back, for all that lies beyond is the edge of the world and the void. There is no coming back from that unchanged. So you guys want to keep going? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we can stop right here, though.
0: We are men of adventure. Now that we We are are men, we have crawled out of the pits as men. Ready to move on?
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's that that's the first part. That's basically the first stage of the initiation. And so you guys and often are going to continue, and Aventarl is going to take Daristan back through the woods.
0: Tell him to stay away from. Andrin's lady. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we gotta worry about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well that's good. So that's so, cool. So we cool could stuff. just we could just kind of like uh, doodle it and figure out when we want to do it, and then we can see if you guys can continue kind of the initiation right.
2: So do we continue with the with the boys? It's
1: gonna be the boys continuing.
2: Okay, and then uh, then after that we'll do the girls.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. That sounds good. Perfect. Yeah, so that's it. So it's kind of good. It kind of gives you some background on where you come mm-hmm. from.
0: Yeah, the the lore and the uh, mythos. You know, I'm, I I know almost nothing about Glorantha stuff, so it's kind of cool to kind of hear the stuff. It's cool. I mean,
4: it's yeah, they, they
1: initially ran this as, like, an intro adventure for, like, the uh, characters so then they could become, like, more advanced and they would go off to pay this in the big rubble. But they found that everyone always remembered this part of it. The best, you know, like when they would ask, "Well, what about all the adventure you guys had?" They it. We really like the, the initiation, the sick, you know, the, the seasons in Sartar. Like when, because it's not. Just, this is only the beginning part. Then there's each season. There's adventures that happen in the veil that you guys will go through. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So we'll save it. We'll let's stop. We can stop recording. I think at this point, I'll stop it.